of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. We thank you for another opportunity to feast at your table. Thank you because you are ever gracious, ever feeding us making us better by the day into what you want us to be here this morning father take all the glory even as your word comes with precision and power and your people get blessed in jesus name we pray amen today i want to start with the scripture we started with on thursday ephesians from chapter 5 we'll read through verses 15 and 20 praise god and i read it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, before I begin to comment on these, I would like to look at it from the Amplified Bible. And whilst we're doing that, let me just quickly recap some of the things that we talked about on Thursday. On Thursday, we were able to understand that this same passage in the Message Bible, talking about the days being evil, it says these are desperate times. And from there, we tag our talk on Thursday as desperate times. I want to continue with that today. So in desperate times, we have a lot of instructions here. So what does that tell us? It tells us that whether we like it or not, there will always be times like this. After life itself, though a gift is fraught with ups and downs, and so it becomes important that when we hear instructions, we see instructions like this in the Word of God, we take time, as it were, to give attention to it. The first thing you see here is this. The days are evil. So the first instruction, walk circumspectly. These are desperate times. So the first instruction from the Word of God, walk circumspectly, walk carefully, walk wisely. So if I'm going to write anything down, Handling desperate times. First, walk circumspectly. You walk circumspectly, not as fools. So in other words, not to be mindful of the time as to walk carefully, as to walk wisely, we make one look like a fool. In fact, we make one a fool. Here, the Amplified Version, it says, Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage. That's right courage shunning those who tolerate and enable evil not as the unwise but as wise sensible intelligent discerning people so in other words desperate time we separate people until times become desperate until things get tough you don't know who is who everybody seems equal the tough times have a way of showing who is who and if you observe, it says you should what? You live life with honor. 
Because many just throw away their guards when things get tough. Live life with honor. Live life with purpose. Don't forget that there's a reason for which you are here. Don't forget there's a goal for your life. Don't forget there's an assignment on your life. Don't because things are tough, then leave. Come on, anyhow. And then, of course, we need courage. What does courage do? Courage recognizes the problem, but still forges ahead. In spite of the problem, I mean, he musters enough, gathers himself together, believing God to achieve, moves ahead. So you need courage. He says, so shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. So that makes you wise. Otherwise, it will make one unwise. Say, but then you'll be a wise person, you'll be a sensible person, be an intelligent person, discerning people. Now, what do they do? Look at the second instruction. It says, making the very most of your time, hallelujah, on earth recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence hallelujah why because we are in desperate times why because the days are evil now let me just quickly say this we don't need to overflow the issue we all know that we are living in desperate times but let me just quickly remind you before coronavirus times things were tough that's the way life is defined it's sinusoidal Today you're on the mountain, tomorrow you're struggling at the valley. So anywhere you go, any time, any time in life, is either you are approaching the peak or you are putting all you can to remain at the peak, otherwise you are going down slope. And that's why we are always achieving, we are always striving to get to the top of the ladder or to the top of the mountain, which is good. But having got there, then you must put all your effort in it to maintain it. So in other words, you don't get there and relax. That's the way life is. And even no matter how much you maintain it, there'll be someone that will have an edge before you know it. And so you have another peak to attain. It's just the way life is. Somebody said life is like in a plane. You see a cloud ahead of you. Then you're able to overcome it. Then you see another cloud. Because you're still going to a higher height, you overcome it. Then you see another cloud. To the person down there, I mean, you're just up. But to you, you're up though, but you still have many more ups to attend to and that is life is defined by peaks and trust that's life now when we have a situation like coronavirus then it makes a tough time tougher so there's no doubting the fact that we are in a desperate time hallelujah but here what the bible is saying it said that's not the time to throw up your arms and say look there's nothing i can do it says come on he said this is the time to live honorably this is the time to live sensibly this is the time to live courageously. Why? Because you must make the very most of your time. You must have to take advantage of the season. There are opportunities in the season. It is amazing that every tough time comes with its own sets of opportunities. It is often said that the pessimist sees danger in every opportunity. But the optimist sees opportunities in every danger. So what the Bible is saying to us is this. There are opportunities. Please, don't just because of the overwhelming situation think that your life has come to a halt. No, sir. There is still something you can do. There is something about the moment that God is revealing to you which you can still latch on to master. Which at the end of it will put you ahead of many. So there are opportunities to seize. I mean, look at the way he puts it. Making the very most of your time. In the King James Version, it says, hey, redeeming the time. 
Then Amplified Bible goes on to say, recognizing and taking advantage of every opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are evil. So second instruction, there are opportunities right now. Seize it. I'm sure you are wondering, where are the opportunities? Just follow me closely. This is the word of God. Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 17 says, look at the way it comes again. Do not be foolish. I'm sure you have seen the pattern here. In desperate times, like I said, there's a line of division. The foolish and the wise. It separates men into categories. It separates people into categories. That's why in verse 15, it says, Walk as wise, not as fools. Redeeming the time. Because these are evil. And in expressing that in 16, you saw how the Amplified Bible enumerates the characters of the wise man and that of the foolish man. Say the wise man makes the most of his time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of every opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Why is the other man throws his hand up and lives life just anyhow? It now says, Do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. So, quickly, one, walk deliberately, walk intentionally. Don't just walk like there's nothing I can do. Number two, take advantage of the moment. No matter how bad it's looking, there are opportunities to be seized. Look for them. Make the most of your life, even at this period. Number three, to do this, because I'm sure you're asking, Pastor, there's just nothing anywhere you know. Yes, I know. You see. Yes, I see. But what you don't understand is this. God knows too and God sees. And if God knows and God sees and he says, hey, 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 there are opportunities, then there are opportunities. So what we begin to see as the next instruction is, how can I see and seize opportunities? Because there are opportunities. Otherwise, the verse that says, all things work together for good will be telling a lie, but it's not. So part of all things are what we are going through. I don't like it, I don't like it, but they are happening. But God says, rather than begin to give undue advantage to the devil, whose aim is to distract you and make you give up hope, as it were, say, no, no, no. He said, I put opportunities even right there. Look for it. Seize it. And forge ahead. So how do I do that? This next instruction in verse 17. It says, do not be foolish. Amplified Bible. Do not be thoughtless understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. So if I'm going to discern opportunities, if I'm going to see opportunities in the tough times, if I'm going to see gems in darkness, then I've got to understand the mind of God for the moment. Yes, we're all caught up with this tough time, with these desperate times as it were. And everybody's groaning under the weight of the hardship that has come with this. But God is still alive all through it. The one who says, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, is still there with you. Remember, your body, my body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So I'm not in it alone. He said it before. By the time he was commissioning us to go, he says, Lo, I am with you even unto the end of the ages. So whether it is in the darkness or in the light, whether it is in the wilderness or otherwise, he is with me. He is with you. So yes, 
It's overwhelming as it were. Situations are overwhelming and everybody is feeling it. But don't forget the fact that the creator of the heavens and the earth is still with you. And hear what he's saying. He said, hey, don't behave like unbelievers. Don't behave like a fool. Say, come on. Don't throw up your arm and begin to say there's nothing I can do. Say, I have opportunities leading in the darkness. Remember in Isaiah 45 talking about when he was anointing Cyrus for an assignment on earth? He said, I will give unto him the treasures of darkness. There are all these treasures in darkness. There are opportunities in seeming dangers and hard times. So how do I see it? Number one, he said, get to know what the will of the Lord is. Get to know the heart of the Father concerning the situation. The heart of the Father concerning your next move from this point on. He must have a plan. Really? Oh yeah, he does. So don't be like other people. Be conscious of the fact that you are not alone. You are not doing this alone. So seek the heart of the Father. Right? And see what he says. And do not be drunk with wine for that is wickedness. Look at that. Corruption, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Constantly guided by him. Two things here as to how I can discern, spot and seize opportunities in tough times. In desperate times. When the days are evil. How can I discern and locate the treasures of darkness? The hidden riches of secret places. How can I? Glory be to God in the highest. Why? Because if everybody can see, then it's no treasures of darkness. It's treasures of the light. So there are opportunities in darkness. Hallelujah. Remember, I don't walk into it. Even if I foolishly walk into it and I turn back to God, he will guide me back. That's what he's saying. But this is a pandemic as it were. Hey, one, you're not dying with this in the name of Jesus. Number two, you're not going down with this in Jesus' name. At the end of it, you will still be praising God. In fact, your praise will be louder than it was before it started in Jesus' name. That's what we're saying. Now, let's take these two instructions very well. Get to know the mind of the Father concerning matters. And number two, do not be drunk with wine wherein there's dissipation. I try to think about it for a while. If he's the creator and he's the sustainer, and you'll be the one to conclude the matter at the end of it all. And he's right now with me here. You know, it will be very futile to be struggling to do things without involving him. It will be foolish of me, actually. On the other hand, it will be wisdom of me to say, Man, here we are. <laughs> he's looking confusing, but I know you're here with me and I know I can trust you. Come on. I remember he's right inside of you. Come on. First Corinthians 3.16 First Corinthians 3.19, the same thing is there. So when I know that, rather than stay, walk myself out to a frenzy, begin to panic, I can turn to him. Hallelujah. i give you a good example quickly. Remember Apostle Paul on his missionary journey, going back towards Jerusalem? That was his last missionary journey. Everywhere he went, prophets would stop and say, look, a lot of trouble are with you in Jerusalem. The angels are with you in Jerusalem. He knew. And so when they tell him, thank you, are you trying to now discourage me from going? At one point, he said, I'm not even just willing to go. I'm willing to go and to die. And when he got there, he saw trouble, man. He was saved by the military. Otherwise, he would have been killed by the mob. And the only way they could keep him alive was to send him down to Rome. Because they couldn't keep him there. The mob would kill him. What did he do? Did he steal? No. Did he kill any of them? No. If anything, he killed the Christians before he became converted. 
So they were angry that you, who was our captain, you are the one now coming to preach. So they would rather kill him. And see, it was on this journey to Rome that he suffered the worst shipwreck of his entire life and career. I mean, physical shipwreck. It was so bad that even the sailors who were trained military personnel to live and move and fight on the sea were looking for a way to escape. Here what Paul said at the time. He said, the angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, is standing beside me right now here. And he just told me to tell you guys that I will not die. I will preach the gospel in Caesar's palace. And that he's not just going to save me. He has given me the lives of all those who are with me in this vessel. They didn't believe. Some wanted to jump. He told the captain, the leader, the military leader there, he said, hey, Please tell them not to jump. To jump is to die. I have an assurance of my God. I know what will keep men alive and get them safe to Rome. The ship will go. It will be shattered. But no man will die. Can you see the beauty of getting to know the heart of God in a desperate time? You know, I'm reminded of Psalm 119 in verse 130. It says the entrance of his word gives what? Light. And it makes the simple wiser. You want to walk in wisdom? How do you get wisdom? Get into his word. His word makes people wise. Remember, tough time comes to separate people. But man, the word of God now puts you in the appropriate quarter. Hallelujah. Wise many will go down, but heroes will be made. The same period. And I can see you are one of them in the name of Jesus. The same 119 in verse 105 says... Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You talk of knowing the will of God in a matter. In Psalm 1, it says, The man that has his delight in the love of the Lord and meditates there and day and night. He said, Even in drought, you'll bring forth your fruit in your season. You'll be different. Since his leaves will not wither. And whatever he does, even in the drought, he will prosper. Are you being overwhelmed today? Can I advise you? Get to know the heart of God in the matter. Get to know what plan God has for you going forward. How do I do that? Get into the Bible. Simple. Ask the Holy Ghost to help you to open your eyes to see. Get into the Bible. Read the Bible. Come in with God. Then talk to Him in prayers. I've seen it work several times. In the lives of so many people. In my life. Somebody saying, so what happened to Paul? Oh, Paul got to Rome. And everyone got to Rome with him. No life was lost. So let me go to the second instruction here. Verse 18. It said, And do not be drunk with wine in which there is dissipation. But hear them from the Bible. It said, Do not be drunk with wine, for that is wickedness. That is corruption. That is stupidity. It said, But be filled with the Spirit. And constantly guided by the spirit so the question is this why are we talking wine here come on come on isn't it natural when you're overwhelmed to think of how to numb your mind and what do most people do the commonest thing to do is to take to the bottles people try to drink away their fears people want to drink away their sorrows people want to drink away their pains but for goodness sake by the time you are drunk, the best that will happen is that you will sleep. The worst is that you can get yourself killed. God forbid, in Jesus' name. 
But anyhow, you will wake up back to reality. It's just postponing the evil days. The evil days, they are still waiting for you. So why do you want to do that? That's why the Bible says that's corruption and that's stupidity. That's been unwise. So number one, remember, get to know the heart of God in the matter. You want to be able to see the treasures of darkness. You want to see gems in darkness. You want to see God's opportunities in during tough times. Hey, get into his word. And number two, don't numb your mind. God needs to use your mind. That's the center of your creativity. Come on. God wants to give you some innovations that will not only bring you out but bring your generation out even at this time he wants to make a hero of you can't you see so don't hit the bottle rather get dive into the spirit of God hallelujah some people go beyond that some go take to drugs some take to eating excessively creating more problems to themselves becoming obese and creating some problems that no 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 you don't need to do that some get so depressed that shutting down the light and no Get into the word of God. And please do not be drunk with what is not. And remember, whatever you drink fills you and whatever fills you controls you. That's just the way it is. And I remember I was kind of telling us on Thursday that, wait a minute. What this is saying is that, be careful with the company you keep. He said, but I'm not a drinker. Oh, yeah. I understand. But many people don't drink. But they start one day. Just at the sight of the slightest problem, they're looking for how to numb their minds. And all kinds of pieces of advice fly left and right. But ladies and gentlemen, the mother of all advice is what you are getting here. Remember in the multitude of cancer, there is safety. The cancer of the word of God will not only bring safety, it will bring deliverance and bring promotion. Glory be to God in the highest. So he said, do not be drunken with wine wherein it is excess. But rather be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it will constantly guide you. Remember I said to you that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. And he does wonders. He really leads us if we allow him. Somebody may be saying, but okay, pastor, I know he's there, but I've never seen him done anything for me. Well, very much so. Because you don't understand that he's there or you understand that he's there, but you've always neglected him. You're so insensitive to him. So how do I get him? By asking him. Simple. Because asking him is recognizing the fact that he's there and he's there as a helper. And you depend upon him. He will help you. He's an expert at making heroes. Of seeming losers. He takes from the pit. And places in the palace. Can't you see that this is your opportunity. In the name of Jesus. And the good thing about it is this. Your very very confidence in Christ. Will inspire many. To overcome. Because he makes you a leader. By virtue of the fact that you are depending on him. Isn't that what he says? He is the light of the world. And if you recognize that he's in you, you are the light of the world. He says it in Matthew chapter 5. You are the light of the world. You are a city on a hill. You are a lighthouse. You are his lifesaver. Many see you and they want to drift towards you. That's how it works. And that's how it makes you a hero. So don't you forget. The days are evil. Look for the opportunities. Seize them. How do you do that? Give attention to God and his word. And don't try to do anything funny to numb your mind. Fill yourself with the spirit of God. But pastor, what in the physical can I do to fill myself? Get into the word. Simple. John 6.63, Jesus said, The word that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are lives. Glory be to God in the highest. Ephesians chapter 5, 
in verse 18, the equivalent in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. First letter was to the Ephesian church. This second was to the Colossian church. Here, what he says is, he says, Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Hear it here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine and with dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. The same thing. So, how can you be filled with the Spirit? One, you can ask Him to fill you. Yep. But number two, get in the Word as much as you can. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. The Spirit of God will fill you and rise up within you. Everyone is driven by what fears them. Glory be to God in the highest. And it doesn't just stop there. Still in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, you know, verse 19 says, then what happens? You begin to speak to another in Psalms. Usually when there are problems, when the goings get tough, when the days are desperate, people become impatient with one another. Have you heard that just during this lockdown, a lot of marital problems? Because now we're able to get the man staying more at home and the woman staying more at home and the children at home and suddenly everybody's in everybody's space and people are fighting. People are killing themselves. God have mercy. But see what happens when you turn over to God. He said you will speak to one another in Psalms. Glory be to God. Did you hear me? I said, look, what you've not been able to be without the problem, you will be with the problem. That is, you become a better you in the name of Jesus. You will speak to one another in Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. <laughs> and then number two, you'll be singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You'll be filled with the joy of the Lord rather than with anxiety, with fear, with worries. You'll be filled with joy. Glory be to God in the highest. I said the time offers you the kind of opportunity that no more time cannot offer. That's the beauty of being in the Lord and allowing Him to take charge. Glory be to God. So let me say categorically, without missing words, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are coming out better than you were of this pandemic. And again, let me say, but this pandemic is not forever. It will disappear the way it came in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. See the way Jack Hayford put it in his commentary. He says, you know what? To be filled constantly with the Spirit, in the light of the scripture, is to influence all aspects of our lives, overflowing in transformed relationships. Ever read when the ways of a man are present to God, even his enemies will become his friends? Those that never thought will look for you will look for you in the name of Jesus. See, it will affect your relationships. Glory be to God in the highest. It says it will make your ministry more dynamic. People will look up to you. Your advice will minister to them. It will enhance your worship. Glory be to God, which includes personal prayer language. What am I saying? One, it's going to improve your relationships. Number two, you'll be filled with joy. I mean the joy of the Lord. You'll be a supernaturally, naturally happy woman, happy man. And the world will not be able to understand what the matter is. And number three, you'll be an astute minister because your life will minister to many and many will walk up to you for counsel. Pastor, what if I don't understand this and I never get to hear this and don't do this? Can I tell you what will happen to you? You'll be blown around like chaff by the winds of the trouble. The winds of adversity will blow you from here to there. 
He said, but why would that be? Because you will be ruled by conspiracy theories, by the fears and the thinkings of men. So when they tell you today that all you need to do is walk out there and birth with engine oil, you go do it. And when they say, no, the only way you can get safe is to see somebody, some occultist, you will run there to go see. Do you know what that is saying? You are troubled and you know it. Like everybody is troubled and you are looking for solution, but you are looking for it without God. And so people run into more troubles and that's why I say, hey, live honorably. Don't do something stupid. Don't be a fool. Become wise unto God but I believe better things of you I know in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the best of you is just beginning give God's word attention get filled constantly with the Holy Spirit and see your life not only getting transformed see God using you to touch many lives it is well with you you want me to pray with you now Father, perfect what you've started in his life, in her life, in the name of Jesus. Father, make good your words in the life of your children, in Jesus' name. You are the one that says that no one that puts his trust in you shall be put to shame. I know in the name of Jesus that none of these ones will be put to shame in Jesus' name. I like to pray with you because, you know, I was listening to Benny Hinn some weeks back and he said, look, a lot of people know Jesus from the front, they don't know from the back. And I was very curious, I wanted to hear what he was saying. He said, Jesus from the front is what you see on the cross given his life for our sins for our well-being so, but on his back he was broken into mesh stripes all over so, and the only reason for that was for your healing that's why the Bible said by his stripes we were healed he was caned 39 times flogged with horsewhip one strike is 16 ways every king has 16 branches with bottles and bones and irons, metapieces attached to it he was given 39 so flesh flew all over the place it was a horrible sin if you ever watch the passion of christ that was just attempting to show us where it was he didn't really get it but that's the closest we can imagine and why so that you and i may be healed so now listen to me whatever the nature of the sickness whether it is physical spiritual psychosomatic the blood of jesus and the stripes on his back is sufficient so i rebuke that sickness right now in the name of jesus whatever your source yes whatever your source i say be gone in the name of jesus so to you who is receiving this ministration i say rise and be healed in the name of jesus regardless of the nature of the illness be healed in jesus name now how do i know i'm here if doctors are treating you let them declare let them go and see and ask you what is happening to you You'll be amazed that God is moving on your behalf. Please write me and let me know so that we can share in your joy. Until next time, remember, seize the day. Make the most of the opportunities of today. The days are evil, but God is good. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698, Shomolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.